Welcome to Zikhu Daf Simani Member by Ram Golder and Dir Masakas Babakama Daf Kuf Bav. The ninth parak goes all eight sim. So the three drops are going to focus on them when Rav Huna said in Rav's name. If one says to his fellow, biyadcha, a mana of mine is in your possession, and the defendant denies it and swears, and afterwards Adim testify against him, he's putter from pain because the Pasik says, yishalem, and its owner shall accept it, and he shall not pay, which teaches, Once the owner has accepted a shvua, the defendant no longer pays money. Rav said that although Rav's ruling is reasonable regarding a loan, which is called payment, but not a pikadon, his ruling actually includes even a pikadon because the above pasik is discussing a pikadon. The Gemara clarifies that this exemption only applies to a shvua imposed by basin. After several challenges, Rav concludes that whenever the defendant admits to lying, Rav agrees that he pays since the Torah obligated paying the principal and an additional fifth. Rav also concedes that one who falsely swore the pikadon was stolen must pay, since the Torah obligated paying kefal. Rav's ruling applies to one who falsely claimed it was lost and was discredited by aiding. Pointing to Rabbi Yochanan taught that a shomer who falsely swore the pikadon was stolen and then shechted it, pays all the hay. He was challenged from a Bryce which teaches about such a case that if Adim testified he ate the animal, he pays kefal. Since shechting is required before eating, it seems he does not pay dal hay for shechting it. The more answers the cases where he ate it without shechita. Several other answers are discussed, including Kagon Sha'amri Bedin, where the thief stood for judgment and was found guilty and was told to go pay. Shechting afterwards would not obligate Dal Vehei, as Rabbi taught if Basin told them, say Tenlo, go pay him, Tavochumachar Pater, and he then shechted it or sold it, he is Pater from paying Dal Vehei. Since Basin issued a final verdict, the original theft ended, so if he subsequently shechs it, he becomes a guzzlin, a robber, who does not pay Dal Vehei. If Basin really said, Chayv Atalitimlo, you are obligated to pay him, the verdict is not final, and he would be liable to Dal Vehei for shechting it. And pointing with you, Rabbi Yochanan said, Aton Tanas Aveda, one who claims and swears falsely about theft by a thief regarding lost item which he found, pays kefal. This is challenged from a bright switch, Darshan's Kiyiten Ish. If a man shall give someone a pikadon, teaching, a minor's giving of a pikadon is nothing, meaning a shomer would not swear about such pikadon, nor pay kefal for Tontainas Ganav. This applies even if the owner claims it as an adult. But if one pays kefal even for swearing falsely about a found item, which was never given to him to watch, then a pikadon given by a katan should also be liable. Two answers are given. Number one, the Bryce's case is where the Shomer consumed the item while the owner was still a katan, and a legal claimant never owned it as opposed to an Aveda, which was owned by an adult. And number two, Ravashi says, Aveda ka'asi makoach bendas, a lost item came to the finder's possession on the strength of a mentally competent person, despite not being given by him, as opposed to a pikadon of a katan. So once again, the three points are number one, Rabuna said in Rav's name, if one says to his fellow, manu biyadcha, a mana of mine is in your possession, and the defendant denies it and swears, and afterwards, aiding testify against him, he is putter from pain because the Pasik says, yishalem, and its owner shall accept it, and he shall not pay, which teaches, once the owner has accepted a shvua, the defendant no longer pays money. Rav said that although Rav's ruling is reasonable regarding a loan, which is called payment, but not a pikadon, his ruling actually includes even a pikadon because the above pasik is discussing a pikadon. The Gemara clarifies that this exemption only applies to a shvua imposed by basin. After several challenges, Rubba concludes that whenever the defendant admits to lying, Rubba agrees that he pays since the Torah obligated paying the principal and an additional fifth.
Rub also concedes that one who falsely swore the Pikadun was stolen must pay, since the Torah obligated paying Kefal. Rub's ruling applies to one who falsely claimed it was lost and was discredited by aiding. Pointing to Rabbi Yochanan taught that a Shomer who falsely swore the Bikadon was stolen and then shechted it, pays all the hay. He was challenged from a bright switch teaches about such a case that if Adim testified he ate the animal, he pays kefal. Since shechting is required before eating, it seems he does not pay dal the hay for shechting it. The more answers the cases where he ate it without shechita. Several other answers are discussed, including Gagon Bedin, where the thief stood for judgment and was found guilty and was told to go pay. Shechting afterwards would not obligate Dal Vehei, as Rabbi taught if Basin told him, say Tenlo, go pay him, Tavochumachar Pater, and he then shechted it or sold it, he is Pater from paying Dal Vehei. Since Basin issued a final verdict, the original theft ended, so if he subsequently shechts it, he becomes a Goslin, a robber, who does not pay Dal Vehei. If Basin really said, Chayv Atali Tenlo, you are obligated to pay him, the verdict is not final, and he would be liable to Dal Vehei for shechting it. And pointing with you, Rabbi Yochanan said, Aton Tanis Aveda, one who claims and swears falsely about theft by a thief regarding lost item which he found, pays kefal. This is challenged from a bright switch, Darshan's Kiyiten Ish. If a man shall give someone a pikadon, teaching, klum, a minor's giving of a pikadon is nothing, meaning a shomer would not swear about such pikadon, nor pay kefal for Tontainas Ganav. This applies even if the owner claims it as an adult. But if one pays cable even for swearing falsely about a found item, which was never given to him to watch, then a picadon given by a cousin should also be liable. Two answers are given. Number one, the Bryce's case is where the Shomer consumed the item while the owner was still a katan, and a legal claimant never owned it as opposed to an Aveda, which was owned by an adult. And number two, Ravashi says, Aveda ka'asi mekoch bendas, a lost item came to the finder's possession on the strength of a mentally competent person, despite not being given by him, as opposed to a picadon of a katan. All right, so now we go to Simon Duff Kuvav, and her standard Simon relates to a cov, a line. So we use a tight rope walker walking a fine line. So here goes. The tight rope walker who told two aiding standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him, since he already swore and denied to a claim. In Basin, walked high above where a thief below who shechted a stolen animal after Basin had told him to pay the victim, was told he was putter from Dalvehei, and saw a Shomer refuse to take an oath when his little son claimed he'd given the Shomer his little balancing beam to watch. Once again, slow motion. The tightrope walker, tightrope walker, that must run duff, kuvav, kav, line, walking a vine line. The tightrope walker who told two aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him since he already sworn denial to a claim. Embased, and which reminds us, Rabuna said in Rav's name, If one says to his fellow, Man a man of mine is in your possession, and the defendant denies it and swears, and afterwards Adim testify against him, he's putter from pain because the Pasik says, and its owner shall accept it, and he shall not pay, which teaches, Once the owner has accepted a Shvua, the defendant no longer pays money. So the tight road walker who told two aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him since he already sworn to nod to a claim in Basin, walked high above where a thief below who shacked at a stolen animal after Basin had told him to pay the victim, was told he was putter from Dal Behe, which reminds us, where a thief stood for judgment and was found guilty and was told to pay, shacking afterwards would not obligate Dal Behe. So the tightrope walker who told two aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him, since he already swore in denial to a claim. In Basin, walked high above where a thief below who shacked a stolen animal after Basin had told him to pay the victim was told he was putter from Dal the Hay, and saw a shomer refuse to take an oath when his little son claimed he had given the shomer his little balancing beam.
to watch. Which reminds us of Bright Seduction's the Pasuk, Kiten Ish, if a man shall give someone a pikadun, teaching ain't a sinus katun klum. A minor's giving of a pikadun is nothing, meaning a shomer would not swear about such a pikadun nor pay kefal for tolan tainas ganav. So once again, the tightrope walker who told to aid him standing on the platform that it was too late to testify against him since he already swore in denial to a claim in Basin, walked high above where a thief below who shackled a stolen animal after Basin had told him to pay the victim was told he was putter from Dalvehe and saw a shomer refuse to take an oath when his little son claimed he had given the shomer his little balancing beam to watch. All right, so now it's time for Four Vlabach Hazar. Daf Kuf Base. The Simmer Daf Kuf Base is a cave. So here goes. The man who lived in a cave. Cave? That must be on Daf Kuf Base. The man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, which reminds us, the more brings him a chokos and if Shemitah produce may be used for soaking flax or laundering if it was picked for that purpose. So the man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, who had been disappointed when the shlich he sent to purchase wheat returned with barley, which reminds us, a Bryson teaches that if someone gave a shlich money to buy wheat to sell at a higher price and split the profits, and instead the shlich bought barley or the reverse, in Bechasu Bechasu Lo, if they depreciated, they depreciated for the shlich, and if they appreciate it, they appreciate it for him, meaning the shlich takes all losses and gains and repays the investor's capital. Another Bryson says they divide the profits, but the shlich takes all losses. Rabbi Yochan explains that the first Bryce says Rabbi Meir, who taught on Daf Kuf on a base regarding dyeing wool, the wrong color, that one who deviates from instructions is deemed a gazlan. Therefore, this shliach acquires the produce with the stolen money. So the man who lived in a cave, busy soaking flax in a pool of juice of Shemitah produce, picked specifically for that purpose, who had been disappointed when the shliach he sent to purchase wheat returned with barley, was happy to learn that his other shliach carried out his shlichas as instructed and purchased wheat, as he was considered like the investor himself, which reminds us in the West. In Eretz Yisrael, they mocked Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation that the second price is also discussing a significant deviation from his instructions. According to Rabbi Yehuda, how does the investor acquire a share of the grain when the shulich disobeyed him, who informed the owner of the wheat that he should transfer wheat to the owner of the money instead of the shulich? Rabbi Shmuel Bar Sasvati challenges reasoning, arguing that even when the shulich purchases wheat as he was told, no one informed the seller to transfer wheat to the investor. Rabbi Yavo answered that when he purchased wheat as he was told, he performed a shlichus, and it's considered like the Baal Bais, the investor himself, so he may perform a transaction on the investor's behalf. Daf Kuf Kimos of the Simran Daf Kuf Kimos Kugel, and we use Yerushalmi Kugel. So here goes. The land seller enjoying his Yerushalmi Kugel, Yerushalmi Kugel, that must be Daf Kuf Kimos. The land seller enjoying his Yerushalmi Kugel while refusing to write a second star for the buyer who falsely claimed that he bought the field on the Reish Kulus's behalf, which reminds us, if a buyer declared untruthfully that he bought a field on the Reish Kulus's behalf to discourage potential protesters, we do not force the seller to sell it a second time, meaning he doesn't have to write him another document identifying him as a true owner. Although the buyer can argue that the seller understood that he only claimed to purchase for the Reish Kulusa as a security measure and realized the buyer wanted a second star, the seller can respond that he thought the buyer arranged with the Reish Galusa to write a star for him. So the land seller enjoying his Yerushalmi Kugel while refusing to write a second star for the buyer who falsely claimed that he bought the field on the Reish Galusa's behalf packed up some Kugel for the Gazan on his way to Madai to bring payment to the victim after he had sworn falsely and only later confessed which reminds us the next mission states Hagozo's Chavero Shava Pruta one who robs from his fellow the value of a Pruta Vinishbolo and then he swears falsely to him denying the robbery but later confesses and is hired to pay the principal and an additional fifth and bring a Karban Hashem he must bring the payment 
after him, even to Madai. He cannot give it to the victim's son, nor to his own shaliach, but he may give it to a shaliach basin, which is a takana enacted to encourage his repentance. So the land seller enjoying his Yerushalmi kugel while refusing to write a second star, for the buyer who falsely claimed that he bought a field on the Reish Galusa's behalf, packed up some kugel for the goslin on his way to Madai to bring payment to the victim after he had sworn falsely, and only later confessed, and served kugel to the five people waiting to be paid by the thief who stole from one of them but did not remember who, which reminds us, it was taught in the Mishnah, one who robbed one of five people, but he doesn't know which one of them it was, and each of them claims it was he. Rabbi Tarfan says, he places the robbed item between them and removes himself. Rabbi Kiva says, this is not the derech to remove him from Avera. He has not fulfilled his obligation until he pays the robbed item's value to every one of them. Daf Kuftalad. So the Simon Daf Kuftalad is a code. So here goes. The codebreaker who successfully deciphered that a debtor should pay his debt to the creditor Shaliach, who was A.W. Ayn, appointed with Aedim, which reminds us the Gemara discusses a Shaliach, which the creditor appointed with Aedim to collect his debt. Rav Chissa says, Havi Shaliach, he's a legal Shaliach, and the debtor is absolved of his debt after giving him the money, even if it never reaches his creditor. Rav says he's not a legal Shaliach, since the creditor never instructed the debtor to give him the money. So the codebreaker who successfully deciphered that a debtor should pay his debt to the creditor Shaliach, who was A.W. Ayan, appointed with Aedim, but that a Shomer should not send money back for the depositor with someone who only has a symbol proving he's the owner of Shaliach, which reminds us, Rav Yudah quoted Shmuel, Ein a shomer should not send money back for the depositor with someone who only has a symbol proving he's the owner of Shaliach. Even if Adim are signed on the symbol as authentic because this symbol does not prove he was appointed a Shaliach to retrieve it. Yochanan said that if Adim are signed on it, he is established as a Shaliach and one may send the money with him. So the codebreaker who successfully deciphered that a debtor should pay his debt to the creditor Shaliach, who was A.W. Ayan, appointed with Adim, but that a shomer should not send money back for the deposit with someone who only has a symbol proving he's the owner Shaliach, was overjoyed when he figured out the code Chomish equals Mamun means that if a Gazlan died after only paying the victim, the principal is heirs. Must pay the Chomish, which reminds us, the mission taught that if a Gazlan repaid the stolen principal, but not the additional fifth, he does not need to bring it to the victim. The Gemara infers that it is still owed. We see that the additional fifth payment is a monetary obligation to the victim, and not just for atonement. And if the Gazlan would die, his heirs would still owe it. Kufhei, so the Simdav Kufhei is a Russian hacker. So here goes. The Russian who hacked, a Russian who hacked, a Russian hacker? That must be more Duff Kufhei. The Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three prutos, which decreased in value to two prutos, and had only returned two of them, which reminds us, Ravitad, if someone stole three bundles worth three prutos, and they decreased to a total value of two prutos, and he returned two of them, he must still return the other one despite being worth less than a pruta, since it had a pruta's value when it was stolen. So the Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three prutos, which decreased in value to two prutos, and had only returned two of them, and found a picture of the thief swearing falsely about having stolen chametz after he became Asr Bahana, which reminds us, Rava asked, Nishba Lav Mao, if one swore falsely about having stolen chametz, which had become Asr Bahana, what is the law? Do we say since if it would be stolen from him, he would have to pay its original value and therefore it's considered denying a monetary liability? Or do we say that since the chametz is here and can be returned in its worthless form, it is not a monetary denial? So the Russian who hacked into the thief's computer and discovered that he had stolen three bundles worth three prutos, which decreased in value to two prutos, and had only returned 
two of them, and found a picture of the thief swearing falsely about having stolen chametz after it became Asabahana, realized by hacking into a security camera that the reason he swore falsely to deny Picadon was to stall for time and retrieve it from a swamp. Which reminds us, Rav Shesha said, one who falsely denies having a deposit in his possession, not to love Gazan, he's become a Gazan through his denial, even without swearing, for unavoidable mishaps which befall it. Rami Barachama challenged him from a mission which lists someone who swore falsely to deny Pikadon as someone who is Chashur al a suspect in regard to oaths. According to Rav Shesha, he's considered a Gazan who's disqualified from swearing through his mere denial, even without swearing. The Gemara answers that the mission's case is where the Pikadon was in a swamp, and his denial was not to steal it, but to stall for time until he retrieves it. When he denies a Pikadon in his possession, he is immediately considered a Gazan. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff to the case of one sending a shulich to buy wheat to sell, and the shulich fulfills the shulichus as he acts on the investor's behalf? That's on Duff. Kuf is Good number two. Which something when the one must return a remaining bundle from a group of three bundles, even though it's now worth less than a Shavapruta? That's on Duff. Kufay. Good number three. Which of the one the rub holds, one who swears falsely to deny a claim, then is disproven by Adim, is exempt from paying? That's on Duff. Kuvav. Good number four. Which stuff do we mochos whether a shalich for a creditor that was appointed with Adim is considered a legal shalich? That's on Duff. Kufdal. Good number five. Which of the one a thief who shechs a stolen animal after being found guilty in Basin is putter from Dal of the Hay? That's on Duff. Kuvav. Good number six. Which stuff do we mochos what a dar must pay if he dyes the garment black when he was supposed to dye it red? That's on Duff. Kuf. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss what the din is when one swears he did not steal chametz, which is now worthless? That's on Duff. Kuf. Hey. Good number eight. Which stuff do we the one who robs someone of something worth a shavapruta, who swears and later confesses, must return the item even to Madai? That's on Duff. Kuf. Gimel. Good number nine. Which stuff do we a cotton giving of a pikadon is nothing, meaning a shomer would not swear about such a pikadon nor pay kefo for tolentina's ganav? That's on Duff. Kuvav. Good. Number 10. Which stuff be the case where one denies a Bikadon in his possession to stall for time so he can retrieve it from a swamp? That's on Duff. Kufay. Excellent. That comes today's year. This is Rabbi Rumgold Harvam Zuchu wishing you a great day and great learning.